0: welcome in to another edition of the commission's corner week three has come and gone for some it's been a very very bitter start to the season but not for everyone this week we actually have a new guest joining us mainly because he just got happy rubbing one off to his teams not only their big trade but their first one of the season joe thanks for joining us how are you doing today
1: Doing good. I'm coming off a big trade this afternoon, which I feel very good about. And uh, my first one in the season, so it feels nice to get my feet wet and I'm ready to keep it rolling against Skip this week.
0: All right. We also joined by our editor-in-chief of our Instagram page. You can find all of his work at sloppy underscore gentlemen's underscore league. Manny, how you doing today?
2: How's it going? Come here. I'm, doing, I'm doing good. I feel I feel great tonight since I'm the only one above 500 um, out of this group. So, that's good. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, no, he's <laughs> no, four eighty-five. He's 40 with five, but uh, it's COVID season. <laughs> we understand that there's a lot of things going on and can't go out. to me, so. so far, so
0: far, you sound better on this edition of the podcast. So, I can't complain yet. And yes, we are joined by a man who shares the same record as myself. The two of us combined for zero wins. But hey, that's life this year, huh? Mike, how you doing?
3: 0-3 here, 0-3 there. Tini, I got to love with you. I'm fucking devastated. I can't sleep. I can't. Well, I can eat. I can definitely (laughs)
0: eat. But I'm fucking devastated. (laughs) I have no doubt that you can still eat. So... As we alluded to earlier, we had a huge trade go down in the SGL. Joey made a trade with Tommy and Jay. He went and sent J.K. Dobbins, Chris Godwin, and James Robinson. And he went and received Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Swift, and Nick Chubb. I hope
3: you use the condom, Joe. I
1: hope you use the condom.
0: <laughs> you guys have any thoughts on the trade?
1: I guess I'll, I'll start with it. Uh, you know, This was not something that I was really planning to do with Tommy. I was kind of text, texting everybody this morning, trying to work a way to get a trade. Um, and I was actually offering up Alan Robinson and a lot of the pieces. So I was happy that Tommy had some interest in Chris Godwin. And, uh, you know, he kind of sent out the offer and uh, it was really all depending on the, the health of Michael Thomas. It looks like he's gonna come back this week. So, I mean, I think it's fair on all sides. Um, you know, when he comes back, when Godwin comes back, Tommy's going to have a juggernaut of an offense with those three wide receivers. But in the interim, I'm going to be able to use Terry McLaurin and Nick Chubb to, uh, you know, help me get over 500 and beyond that. So I was very excited to do this trade.
0: Very nice. Uh, Mike, Manny, you guys have any thoughts on the, on the trade that went down?
2: Um, I guess I have a few points. As I know, I was one of the – League mates that Joey was texting this morning, and and I did reiterate with I'm I'm happy that he kept Mark Ingram. Um, It's that running backs in the Ravens, like you don't know who's the RV one in that team, you know. So having those two two players, like it's gonna be much of a headache every every given week. So uh, I'm proud that Joe gave I think J.K. Dobbins away, um, and he's getting a, a legitimate. I guess Nick Chubb is the RB1, RB2, but Nick Chubb's way way better than Mark Ingram and JK.
0: Mike, any thoughts on the trade? Eh,
3: that's, a, that's a pretty fair trade, to be honest with you. Uh, hopefully it works
1: out in Joey's favor because I'm disgusted with Tommy's team. But uh, I think overall it was a pretty fair trade. And for anybody out there listening, I am still willing to make moves. Everybody's on the block, so...
2: I, I have a question though. I, I want to ask Joey something though. James Robinson. Oh, I, I would love him. Like, with that, your first thought of trading him. Like, I thought you would keep him, ride or die. I know you had the last two games. They had a great, great outing. Who are you talking
3: about? Chris Godwin. No, James, like James
0: Robinson. James Robinson, he is talking oh, about. Oh, James!
1: Ro- I thought you said James Washington. Yeah, <laughs> James Robinson. I mean, that's my guy. But when it comes to when it comes to picking up James Robinson, I picked him up off of free agency before Week One started. So he was basically just you know a free spot, and I might as well draft him with my last draft pick. And for him to turn around and give me you know RB one value that was taken in the second round, you know I know Nick mm-hmm. Chubb is high variance uh, based off of game script. Unlimited involvement in the passing game, but at the end of the day, he's going to be involved in every single, you know, week with uh, the Browns, and, you know, I couldn't pass that up. All right, and that was a great moment, no so high moment, no so
2: high on that running back.
1: Yeah, for sure. I do think he's going to be very involved and good throughout the rest of the season, but there's a lot more track record with Nick Chubb than there is James Robinson.
0: All right, so there you have it. That was the first blockbuster trade in the SGL. Hopefully there's more to come, but with some of these wet blankets in this league, who really knows? And I mean, hell, we actually could have had another guest on the podcast, but Roger sent so many bad offers to me the other day when he has to come on the pod. I told him not with those trade offers. So maybe if he decides to be a little bit more realistic with his trade demands, instead of trying to trade Justin Jefferson for Robert Woods, then, then we can proceed. But let's look back on the week three's matchups before we take a uh, look ahead and make some predictions for week four. We're going to start our week three recap with Skiff, who was 2-0 going into this, taking on the 0-2 at the time, Team TNT. And, well, things stayed just as they were. Skiff absolutely demolishes Team TNT, 199.3 to 120.8. Skiff is the top-scoring team of the week and by a landslide. And there were some other teams who who scored really high, but when you have Russell Wilson, Alvin Kamara, and the Colts defense all going over 30-plus points with Kamara and Wilson actually going into the 40s, those three players combined beat Team TNT. So, I mean, there was – I mean, look, as a commissioner and as the co-manager of Team TNT, I knew from the get-go this was going to be an L. I mean, you, you can say wishful thinking or not. I mean, his matchups and Skiff's team is by far the hottest team in the league. He's not even winning based off of luck. He's absolutely just steamrolling every single team he's playing. Uh, Joe, what were your thoughts on this matchup?
1: The good old days of scoring 200 points. Uh, that happened to me last year, not even close to this year. Probably never will happen this year. Uh, but good, good for Skiff. You know, after walking around in the gas station with a dress on, it's nice to see him finally draft a confident team um but i mean his team right now the way russell wilson and dk Metcalf are connecting on the field uh he's gonna be pretty tough to beat and especially alvin kamara too um you know right now he's got russell wilson kamara and kelsey all number one at their position so you know when you have guys leading your team like that he's gonna be really tough
0: yeah without a doubt now uh our next matchup was two teams that manny has already played this year we have Kev taking on Richie. And it was another battle of an undefeated versus a winless team. And this one was really close. Came down to Monday Night Football where Mark Ingram just only scored 5.2 points. Was not going to get it done. Uh, Kev, on the other hand, had 20-plus points from Ben Roethlisberger, Austin Eckler. So, I mean, he had 19 points from his first, from one of his two defenses that he has on his roster. Kareem Hunt with another double-digit point performance uh, in his flex spot. Mike Geseki only caught one pass on Thursday night, but it went for a touchdown. And Richie finally got Kenny Galladay back, which is good news. But Deontay Johnson leaves with a concussion, only scores .9. Manny, uh, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Seeing how you've already played both of these teams this season,
2: right? And just the correct commission, Mark Mark Andrews, not Mark Ingram. Yeah, I, hope Mark, I wish that. Mark Ingram scored five points. My bad. <laughs> well, I, the focus, the focus is on that guy, on that player on Monday night. Listen, he dropped, and I wouldn't say easy, but he could have caught that touchdown. If he caught that touchdown, in our league, that's six points. So he would have won by point eight. So that, that right there, I feel bad for for Richie. He has been posting, I believe, averages of one twenty five, one thirty a week so uh another tough break but i don't i wonder who he plays next week but i i hope um he gets that
0: w that first dub well he he's probably in good line to get that first dub because he's going to be playing a team that we're going to talk about now and he, this team's this person uh that we're about to talk about his team he's actually he's actually in the t- bathroom right now dropping a deuce trying to get the the rest of the shit out of out of here and we're well, talking not, about uh, Coach we'll Canales taking on Manny uh, in the battle of the podcast. As Manny pulls ahead and wins this one, moves to two and one on the season by a score of one ten point three to one hundred one point five. It was pretty close. Lamar Jackson laid an egg on Monday night, thanks to Mark Andrews only getting five points. Uh, you know, Richie and Canales both could have got their first wins had they been able to connect one, one or two more times in the game. Mike started two guys on Thursday night, just didn't really work out. Manny had a big game from Dak Prescott yet again. Cooper Cup with his best performance of the year with 25.7. Even, you know, the Giants got negative points. Manny still pulls ahead, goes to 2-1. Uh, Manny, what, what are your thoughts on this matchup while we're waiting for Mike to, to get out of the newsroom? Uh,
2: let me tell you, I was sweating on Monday night. I was sweating. I was being so mad at myself for changing the defense. A minute before kickoff on Sunday, I had the Atlanta Falcons. Even though they they shit the bed all the time, I believe they scored at least 7.5, 6.5 fantasy points. But
0: I'll
2: I'll take I'll take it. I'll, I fucking take it because the Giants gave me negative one point five. So I was kicking myself uh, about this game, and I was praying Lamar Jackson will have his like his first horrible game. And listen, he he did, and um. I was just so fortunate that that, that, that happened. And in the beginning of the game, they were throwing in a Tyreek Hill, and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. I'm going to get text messages from uh, Big Mike. But luckily, the text messages didn't come through, and I pulled away.
0: Yeah, Tyreek Hill had a nice game, scored 21.2 points. Uh, but, you know, hey, Mike's team, I mean, he, what, used a third-round pick on Lamar Jackson? Didn't really work <clears> out. as He's yeah. QB 12 through three weeks, so that, that's – It's not what you really hope for. It's still early. I mean, it's just one bad game. But, I mean, not not the hottest start for Lamar Jackson or Mike's team. Our next matchup was another high-scoring affair as Matt took on Tommy. These are two of the top-scoring teams. Now, previous weeks, I would say Tommy was going to lose by 25-plus points, and he ended up beating his opponent by 25-plus points. This week, I tried some reverse psychology. I said Tommy was going to win – by 25 plus points and he goes and loses by 50 so hey kind of worked out i guess right matt scores 177.6 points he had 29 from breeze 25 from delvin cook tyler loco an absolute ape shit scores 37 points brandon Ayuk and the buccaneers defense both go over 20 plus points as well tommy had a good day scored 127 points but joshua kelly only had 5.2 hayden hurst only had one catch in the game that went for a touchdown. Uh, and then Young-Ho Koo uh, hurt his groin. So he ain't going to be playing with no Young-Hoes anymore. Joe, what are your takes on this matchup?
1: Uh, Amanda's doing a pretty good job managing the team. That's really all I got to say.
0: I'll
3: be chime I, I tried trading that piece of shit Matt this morning, that ordered fuck. I mean, I should know better by looking at his goddamn garage. The kid's kept every beer he's ever drank since well. I've been there. But But uh, he's got five running backs. and won't trade one. I offer him A.J. Brown for his fourth running back, third or fourth running back, and the kid says, offer me something better. He's fucking sickening, <laughs> and I hope he loses the rest of the way. You don't hit me up for trades. Joe, your <laughs> team's horrific. <laughs> you got to love what you here. I be more love with that, with that trade. Very, very true. Joey, so we'll find a way.
0: The DMs are open. Always does. Always (laughs) does. All right. Our next matchup. And I can, I can see Joey grinning from ear to ear. We're talking about the first Prince of Air. Joey taking on Remy and pale and Joe got his first win of the season. Scores 155.6 points as Remy and Paul only score 102.2. And well, who saw this score? uh, This happening Leonard Fournette last week, two touchdowns and 27 points when he played team TNT this week, 4.2 4.2 points. Last week, Darren Waller, over 30-plus points when he plays TNT. This week, 2-fucking-point-9. Go figure. The Ravens defense last week, over 22 points. This week, just fucking seven. I don't understand it. This is bullshit. This is what the team is supposed to be putting up, barely cracking 100. Yet, when they play me, they go, ape shit, nearly score 140. That's, you know, but look, this isn't about Cry me. me.
3: Cry me a fucking river to
0: this. This isn't about me.
3: I'm not going to lie. I was, I'm pretty shocked when I saw that one that was in front of Joe's number when I checked the score. But, yeah, it was correct. He <laughs> barely scored 100. <laughs> you got
1: 101 for the first time this week.
3: You scored 75 the week before, <laughs> Joe. Yeah,
1: but I scored over 100 week one. Injuries, man. Injuries. I was confident heading into this week, though, looking at Paul and Remy's matchups. it made Mostly because Darren Waller. Darren Waller going up against New England. Bill Belichick was taking out their number one weapon. I knew he was going to shade in double cover Darren Waller. And that's exactly what he did. And, uh, you know, after Thursday night, James Robinson going off and getting 30 points. I mean, I was I was with Paul and Ryan. I felt kind of bad. I couldn't really cheer. I was cheering inside my head. I was trying to be nice. Now you were, because uh, <laughs> I
3: wouldn't let him have it the entire game.
1: <laughs> but after that, um, I, I was pretty confident that it was going to come down to it. Plus, they were out Julio. So, you know, I, I had a little leg up and. I'm happy to get my first one of the season. But I t and Ram.
3: You guys still suck. I right? always – every Sunday I pretend to be rooting for them in my head. I'm like, yeah, go ball. We're getting those pieces of shit every time. <laughs>
2: but, hey, Joe, I was rooting for you last week. I In the last pod, I said that so all, your players, all your players were underperforming, and I feel like that, that was – last week was the week that they were overperforming. They did. Alan Robinson had a great game, and so did James Robinson, the person that you traded away. But good job.
1: Oh
3: yeah, I woke up on Tuesday with a new pep in my step. Feel
0: good. I miss that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is to, I don't. I usually don't, it's not.
3: Usually it's not pep; it's a limp. But whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what joy is anymore. But uh, you know, needless to say, how great would that have been if Joey played Roger this week? Roger took on reigning champ Anthony. Roger's team, uh, well, Roger and Brandon, sorry, Brandon, Brandon is a part of this team, is he? Well, Brandon's hey, look, Brandon was the reasonable one agreeing to trades, and then Roger described decided to, uh, you know, change and things Roger's up. He's selfish,
3: <laughs> he's selfish and greedy.
2: <laughs> Roger, no way, he's So a huge bet, he
1: can't be greedy. You're more enticed what? to trade him
2: with a box of Oreos than a freaking player move on to the next segment there's no we don't need to talk about yeah it.
0: actually you know what fuck it we don't need to talk about this team roger won anthony lost anthony fuck had no is. one playing it doesn't really matter but honestly hey it would have been a wet dream if joey played roger and joey beat roger by 0.6 i think that would have anthony, really really anthony scores
1: 104.3 and had 47 points from
0: that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a takeaway we don't need to talk about how roger's team did it's the fact that Patrick Mahomes was nearly 50, 50% of Anthony's team scoring. Needless wow. to say, <laughs> you
2: are be away Patrick Mahomes, man.
0: Awesome. Uh, I mean, hey, luckily, luckily for this week, Anthony gets uh, George Kittle back just in time to play uh, Team TNT. So that's fucking great for us, right?
2: Motherfuckers.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm dead inside. All right. Well, you know what? Hey, that was a recap of. The previous week, you can go and check out all of our scores and postings and everything else on our Instagram page. It is at sloppy underscore gentlemen's underscore league on our homepage. We actually have a link going out to our pigskin Pick'em, where you can take on the sloppy gentleman. If you beat any, if you beat all of the sloppy gentlemen in a pigskin Pick'em, then we will uh, reach out to you and we will send you an SGL koozie. So far, two weeks in, we've had the same winner both weeks. Luckily for us, they are a member of the SGL. That is Anthony, the only wins he's been getting since McCaffrey went down. Now, what was that, Manny?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm glad that people, I don't know if you saw it today, Tini, in our ESPN Pick'Em, I think we, we received five more entries. So I believe we're at close to 20. So I'm loving it. So keep them coming.
0: Yes, indeed. All, all all entries are welcome. Enter multiple times. Hell, I don't care. All right. So that was our week, recap, recap, not week cap of week three. Now let's look ahead to week four. As some teams are looking for some greener pastures. Mainly team TNT and our reigning champ, Anthony, as they take on one another. Team TNT is 0-3, while Anthony is one and two. Both these teams are having a rough Uh, go with things, but for many different reasons. Uh, Anthony's team has had a mirage of injuries, whereas Team TNT just really can't get things clicking. Joe, we'll start with you. Who do you see coming out on top, and who's your X-Factor?
1: You know, I I see the projections right now, 118 to 108, favoring Anthony. Uh, You know, you can't really trust projections, but – I think uh, your matchups look really good with Goff against the Giants, Kenyon Drake against Carolina, Tyler Boyd against Jacksonville, Robert Woods against the Giants. Uh, you know, I think when it comes down to it, you might, you might pull away with this just because Anthony's so riddled with injuries. Uh, yeah, I think I think this is going to be a gimp to the finish line. I think it's going to be a little closer than the projections finish, but I think you might pull it out this week.
0: God, I hope so. Manny, who uh, who do you think is going to win? Who's your X factor?
2: Yeah, I got you too, Tini. Uh, the X Factor is gonna be golf and Robert Woods. Uh, golf will have thirty points and Woods will have twenty. Um, those two those two players will get you the W. All
0: right, Mike. Uh, how about you? Who's your uh who do you think is gonna win and who's your X Factor?
2: Gotta unmute him or Mike unmute yourself.
3: Yeah, you gotta pull up the screen there for me. Uh, obviously I'm going to take you with all Anthony's injuries.
0: Uh,
3: I'll say a prayer for your team. Personal
2: reasons
0: and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Our next matchup is the team who just beat the shit out of me and a team with a new fresh, fresh coat of paint. I'm talking about Skiff taking on Joey. Joey, we're going to not ask you how you think it's going to go just for biased yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah. But uh Manny my honest opinion. It it's all right. We know. Your, your honest opinion. You're gonna there. you're gonna upset Skiff. We
3: know.
0: <laughs> we know. Real honest. I'll
3: kick his fucking ass.
0: <laughs> Manny, how you see this one going down?
2: Um Let's see here. I'm looking at Skiff's team. He's averaging 180 a week. Uh, Joe's averaging 110. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So let me just say, I got Skiff. No, in all honesty, uh, well, first of all, his team right now is going to be a little bit different because I I believe he's going to plug in Nick Chubb and Terry. Terry. Um, But you know what? He could plug in everyone else. He could plug in Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) He's not going to beat him. Uh, I got Skiff.
0: Mike, how about you?
2: Uh,
3: hopefully, Joey will be joining me with the same record after this week. I've got Skiff going. Winning this one, Joey's going to be 1-3. As are a Skip, bunch of haters. Skip's going to be 4-0, oh, Subway somehow.
0: You know, uh, know. My, my prediction for this, well, first, I think the X Factor is going to come to Russell Wilson. If he keeps up this, this hot trend, I mean, Manny, I'm surprised you didn't mention him schooling all these mobile dummies as he's our quarterback one this year.
2: But, I, th- I
0: mean, look, if Michael Thomas comes back, Alvin Kamara is probably going to come back down to reality. I do have this sick, disgusting feeling inside my stomach that Skiff's team is only going to score like 111 points because they scored so many fucking points last week and Joey's going to win like 116 to 111. And it just, it's just its going to make me dis- feel disgusted. I have Aaron
1: Rodgers against Atlanta for crying He's going to throw five touchdowns on Monday Night Football.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I was
3: only busting ball. Joey's gonna get the upset this week. Skip's team's gonna come back down in reality.
2: I hope so, but if we're being honest, I think Skiff's gonna win. Yeah, I'm, uh,
3: I
0: guess Skip's team is just scoring so my unreal.
3: Trade, sling fucking touchdowns all over the place. <laughs> you can
2: have him back. It's gonna cost you Wait, get, wait. He, he has Rex Burkhead in his start, starting line. Can you go back to? Um, yes,
0: he does. But Rex Burkhead scored thirty four points last week, and Skiff doesn't have another. one? maybe he wouldn't know
2: that he wasn't watching football. I was watching it. Ah, uh,
0: let me see here. Manny, he has Manny. no other running oh, backs.
2: He has James White, but you don't know
0: James White's yeah, gonna Manny, play.
3: Manny, what team is Rex Burkhead on? Was that? What team is Rex Brookett on? You know.
0: You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to save us the embarrassment, let's go to our next matchup. We got Manny taking on Matt. Two, two, and one teams. They both seem to be going a little bit direction. Matt Matt seems to be scoring more and more each week, while Manny's team is – I mean, look, hey, Manny, this was the first week you did not lose a running back to an injury. So, maybe it's not the end of the world for you. But, uh, Joe, how do you see this one breaking down? Who's your predictor? Uh, what's your prediction? Who's your X Factor?
1: I think what it comes down to is the X Factor of this matchup is going to be Aaron Jones on Monday Night Football. Uh, just because of – Manny's injuries to his running backs. I just don't see him pulling off this one. Uh, and especially, you know, now that Dallas Goddard is out, Zach Ertz is going to soak up all the targets from Carson Wentz. I definitely see him going over his uh, projection of 12. I see Matt winning this one incredibly. Uh Manny falling to two and two.
0: All right, Mike, how about you?
3: I see this one going to be a tie. <laughs> X-factor <laughs> X of knee. Putting bad juju on the both of you assholes. <laughs> 102.6 to
2: 102.6. Oh, no. I'll
0: take that. <laughs> he just doesn't want the loss. For me, my X factor is going to come down to Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, I mean, he has the entire backfield to himself. And when you're playing the Jets, like Melvin Gordon, Manny, if he cannot score you over 20 points, you are absolutely screwed. Because I mean some of Matt's matchups are just insane. His team is probably playing second best next to uh Skiff's team. I mean, Mm -hmm. and look, he's doing this with Drew Brees at quarterback who Breeze hasn't been that great to the start of the year, but Matt is probably just too foolish to realize that. Or Amanda just didn't check his the team she drafted to tell him yet. But regardless, either way, uh Manny, I think if if Melvin Gordon Melvin Gordon's your only hope at you having a real chance. I mean, yeah, you have Dak in a good matchup, you got Thielen in a good matchup, Cups in a, like a, you have some guys in good places, but Matt's matchups are just as good. If Melvin Gordon doesn't show out and get over twenty points, it's going to be a, a, a tough hill for you to climb this week.
2: I, I totally agree. I I also have no opinion in in Thursday night game too. Yes. So let's say if I don't if I don't come out with forty points. Yeah, that's it. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for me to beat Matt.
0: Forty points. I think forty points is a wet dream. That's like you know when Canals breaking hundred points. It's something that that's what know, I'm saying. Can, I agree. You, you hope for, but you don't really think it's gonna happen.
3: High hopes. Reach one the the stars, Mambito. Reach one stars. It can
0: happen. Our next matchup. It's it's gonna be a little bit hard harder to gauge this one as the team just uh un. Uh, took a big change, but we got team Jay on our tees taking on Kev. Joe, how do you see this one unfolding?
1: Oh, good Lord. Uh, I, I want to say that I think Tommy's going to pull this one out. I think Tom Brady is going to be, is going to be a bust against the Chargers this week. Uh, Austin has got a really tough matchup. Chris Carson's not healthy. Devante Adams is in a total smash spot. Uh looking at kev's matchups i would actually i would pick tommy on the side of this one uh so long as michael thomas is healthy and not just out there as a decoy um yeah i'm gonna go tommy here
0: all right manny how about you
2: uh, yeah i agree um looking at kev's team they're, they're it's just, they're just not healthy anymore chris carson Devonte adams um Took a coin. I, I, I could say,
1: but dude, Tommy will be. Tommy will be at, like, ten will be, a one, Tommy
0: will be. All right, and Mike, what say you?
3: I'm gonna also go Tommy here. Uh I like his matchups better. Uh Like Manny said too, Kev's, Kev's got a few injuries from last week. Uh He's dealing with,
0: so I'm gonna go Tommy this week. All right. Now, I mean the first two weeks if you're one of our uh many many loyal listeners, week 1 and week 2 I said Tom was going to lose by 25. He won by over 25. I really want to test this this theory out that I that I I'm starting to follow a trend. Tommy likes to give us his SGL analytics. So I'm going to give you uh I'm going to I'm going to use some of my own analytical uh knowledge. Although I really don't want to see Kev go 4 0, but I'm going to say Tommy wins, and Tommy wins by 25 points. I said it last week, and he lost by 50, so we'll see what happens. But I'm saying Tommy by 25, and Preston Williams will score 27 points.
3: Wow. That, wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, put your nuts on the table. Our next matchup we have Remy and Pale taking on Roger and Brandon. A little tag team matchup. The co workers, the shit stompers, Pale taking on Raj. Joe, how do you see this one breaking down?
1: I pray to God that Remy and Pale can pull out the victory. Uh, I, I just I, I don't want to give any more insight than that. I think if they have a healthy Julio Jones in a shootout with Green Bay deandre hopkins healthy they actually start miles gaskins he got 27 touches last week which i think it's just insane um you know the matchups don't look too great on roger and brandon's side so i'm really hoping
2: that um palin rem can pull this one out
0: all right manny how about you
2: yeah you know i agree with joey no one can stand that fat fuck too <laughs> uh, i can't stand him sometimes so i I'm going with Paul and Ram. Please beat them. Like, I feel bad for Brandon that he's on his team. It's just Roger that like, ah, cringe. Well, the weird so,
1: part is every single time. Now, now, this is more, probably the first time Roger's been like this. Legit dominant team. He's got a very good team. He has a great team, and he just wants to walk all over everybody with trades. I'm texting him today, and I'm like, you realize in order to improve what you're at like in order to approve a position you have to give up something of value and not just what you have on your bench he goes i understand i just don't want to Right. Okay, yeah. well then you're not going to trade with anybody so uh, how do you want to see what he was
3: trying to offer me for AJ brown yesterday told me oh, i could about. imagine it was a, it, i know it was not leftover cookie crumbs but. disgusting
0: I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it was i'll tell you exactly what it was it was either justin jefferson and daryl or is OBJ and Daryl Henderson? And that's probably it. Because that's the same three people he's been offering to everybody for like their best player. So. That's cute.
2: Uh, cute. For, for, for people that, that are listening, well, this guy has Josh Allen. He, he is playing lights out. He's like MVP run, you know? I, I think. I think. And then he also has Stephon Diggs, that combination.
0: Yeah, but he, this uh, is the first time he has Stefan Diggs in his starting lineup. So you have all of this talent, but you're not even like. And look, granted, sure. he's winning; he's three and zero, but he's not even. Ma- right. They're not even managing it properly when they're, they're, right. they were starting Michael Gallup every single week, and the guy only had one good week. I mean, all right. Can,
1: can you stroke in it right now? Can you go Can you
0: look to the bench? Just
2: sitting
1: in the corner, like I don't know what to do. I don't. I don't
2: know who's I think he has great draft. Yo, he he has Michael Gallup, Justin Jefferson. Yeah,
3: Josh him. Josh Jacobs was was picking the draft. He felt. He felt to him so late, too, man. Roger had – you should have to Roger this year. He had a good spot in the draft. Right.
2: And that, that was it. Yeah, I mean. Mind you, he has OBJ. OBJ, I tell you, you got to trade him. Uh, OBJ, that's the same.
0: But he's – yeah, man, he's trying to trade them to people for, like, DeAndre Hopkins. Do you want to yeah. trade Odell Beckham for DeAndre Hopkins?
2: Yeah. Odell is a wide receiver, too. They should they have offered me him it.
3: for fucking OJ Brown. I would have told too. him to respectfully go fuck himself. <laughs>
0: I mean, look, he, he they by far have the deepest team in the SGL because they're, they're loaded at every single position. However, the problem is when you're this deep, you run into problems with who are you going to start weekly. Right. And then it comes down to your ability to manage. Let and me tell you
3: the problem is with these guys. They don't understand value. They don't understand when you have a lot of depth, you trade some of the depth, for a fucking big player, they just don't get it because they like to hoard their fucking players and marry them. They fucking marry everyone on their team. There's three, four tops that trade in this league. It's absolutely outrageous.
1: Yes, yeah, so. like this is the roast of Roger and Brandon right now. I feel, I feel like that—that's the end of the eye. Roger, you crush your wife during sex and
2: your heart. <laughs> this is gonna get a lot of views this week. Yeah. But I, I can see his team go like undefeated. First playoff game out. I see. I can see it play out. I see I it. I just, I just got a text. Roger's brother wants to be in on the pod next
3: week. He's a scumbag. <laughs> exactly.
0: And now, and now we have, now we have the name of the episode: the roast of Roger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A.K.A.
0: Foodie Pebbles. All right. <laughs> All right. Our last matchup of the week is man. This is. I a thought. <laughs> I thought me versus Anthony was fucking pathetic. <laughs> But you have Richie who is 0-3 taking on Big Mike, who is also 0-3. You got the uh the, <laughs> the the apartment battle here as the two guys who live across the, the complex from each other go head to head. Joe, what what say you on this matchup?
1: I honestly have no idea how Richie is 0-3 because he has a very good team. It does. When it comes down to it, I I mean managing comes in play, but how much can you mismanage weeks without buys? Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, canals' team might look different. We have a little something in the works, so it could happen this weekend. Um, but I think when it's all been done, I think canals keeps the streak up of two times over 100, but I think Richie pulls this one out for a minute.
0: Yeah, Richie's in the top six in points scored. Yeah. Which – is mind-boggling. He has over 400 points scored <laughs> and no wins. Meanwhile, he's taking on a team who has 295 points. Don't have that much. 295. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's Holy three shit. games. Mike. I, I didn't
3: know I had that. I didn't know I was
0: over the Mendoza line. <laughs> you would think in week two. It's a great batting average, 295, but not. <laughs> that's about it, Manny. What's your thoughts on this matchup?
2: I'm glad that we're talking about them last because it's right um, that we're talking about them at the end of the matchup weeks. Um, I feel bad. I feel bad for Richie. Um, I, he, has great, he has great players. Kenny Galladay will show up uh, this weekend, and I feel like he will um, lead his team to victory. And I, and, and, I, and I heard kind of when Joey was talking that something was stirring up in the spot with a trade. Uh, Joe, I just want to let you know that Mike does not like sweets. So if we were going to do sweets, we won't. I got, I got burgers on the way. I'm going a
0: burger right now. Hey, mute Mike, please. Mute Mike. No, I muted him. I, mute him. I, I cleared it up. So, I mean, now, to me, the X Factor really has to come down to it's got to be Lamar. I mean, he has such a cake matchup, and – Uh, I mean, if Lamar can return to form – if he can post 30-plus points, maybe it's going to save Mike. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, like the third round, that's what you really need from him. Devin Singletary, if Zach Moss is out, Devin Singletary is going to be a lock for a big game. He had a great game last week. You know, uh, on on Richie's end, I mean, he's got two very good running backs. Richie has good pieces. He just – even last year, man, like he – that guy literally is – so unlucky when it comes to fantasy, and then you try to trade him, and he won't even trade you. So I mean, I can't say I really feel that that bad for him. I've been asking for Kenny Galladay for like l- literally a year and a half, and the guy <sighs> won't trade him. So you, got I, I, what you I, got. I don't
2: agree with you, man. Like for Mike, Mike, yeah, Lamar can have a great game. Lamar can have fifty points, but that's the only play on his team that's going to score. Yeah, points. but then so Mike, then Michael have I'm, sixty
0: I'm, points I'm, combined.
2: I'm not but his teams don't perform like uh Tyreek
0: Hill, but those two, I don't see anyone. Yeah, we'll see how how it goes. Mike, you have any uh any thoughts on this on your matchup?
2: No, I I
3: wish I wish that's the bottom, Danny.
2: That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that a good time to say that? It's
0: COVID season. All right, so that was our week four preview. Now before we get out of here, we're gonna go and look at some uh, some betting lines from DraftKings. Not a sponsor, although they just take all of my money. Anyway, although we are pretty good on player props, sorry to those of you who took our prop on Monday. We went 0-2 on Monday. But on the year, we are, I believe, 16 for 20 on the season with player props. I do have one or two brewing for tomorrow's absolutely horrific game between Jets and the Broncos. Speaking of the Jets and the Broncos, the Jets are surprisingly a two point favorite probably because they're at home against the Broncos. Joe, who do you like in this matchup, the Jets or the Broncos?
1: I like Denver big time. Uh, I, you know, there's rumbling that if the Jets lose this game, then Adam Gase is out of town. And I don't know whether the players know that I have a feeling that they would, And uh, I really don't think that they enjoy playing for this guy. They're so injured on the offensive side of the football. Makai Beckton's probably not going to play because he's got a hurt shoulder. On a short week, he's probably going to struggle to suit up. And I know Denver just lost to Casey. They have a lot of injuries on that defensive side of the football. But I just don't
2: think the Jets have what it takes to win this football game.
0: Manny, how about you?
2: Uh, I'm going to be a little biased. I got two players playing on Thursday night. But regardless – then we're gonna take it. I feel bad for Sam Darnold. He's, uh, he's a great quarterback, but um, he made some embarrassing mistakes. People didn't know it. What the fuck have you been watching, bro? There was a play out there. I saw a clip out there. If Patrick Mahomes did that play, everyone will talk about it. I'll send you the clip later on after the pot. Um, I would say, "If your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle." <laughs> I don't know what you meant. But, all right, but, I guess that's the, the post. You Americans are so funny. So the Denver Broncos will beat the Jets by more than two points.
0: Mike, how about you?
3: I'm gonna take the Jets, man. I'm gonna. I'm, I like the upset here. Uh, they're minus two. I don't know how. I mean, the Jets are fucking horrific, but I think they're gonna squeak it out. I think it's gonna be a typical Thursday night game. Not like the last two weeks where we've actually had pretty decent games. I think this game is gonna be horrific, but the Jets are Jets are gonna win.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm hoping the Broncos win. That that's my pick, but West Coast team traveling East Coast on a short week, it's probably in the Jets' favor, with, especially with the Broncos playing the third quarterback, but I think what Joey alluded to earlier saying that, you know, if the reports are true that if they lose Gates is going to get fired. I'll tell you one thing, if I was on that fucking team, I would be laying an egg to get that guy canned. He's he's been atrocious. So, I mean, if I'm If I'm a Jets player, I'm throwing this game to get a new coach in there. Uh, Our 1 o'clock game that we're going to talk about is the Cowboys, minus 4.5 against the Browns in Dallas. Joe, who do you go with here?
1: The Cowboys are a really interesting team because they have come back from a few deficits to either make it really close or come back and win. And uh, I know they're a high-flying offense, and – You know when they control the football, or you know in fast-paced games, they're tough to keep up with because they, you know, they they have so many scoring options. Um, I still like the Cowboys to win this game, but I don't like them to cover that spread of four and a half. I think when it comes down to it, you look at the strengths of the Browns, and they love to run the football and they play slow football. So if Cowboys get out to an early deficit, it's gonna be really hard for them to come back the way that they do. Uh, So I like um, the Browns plus four and a half in this situation. All right, Manny.
2: Uh, it, it all comes, uh, to me, it, it, me, it all comes down to the Cowboys defense. Um, and they're giving up points. They're allowing points. And, then, and that's what's getting Dak Prescott, like all these passing yards, you know. And I feel bad for Prescott. He's doing all he can do. But his defense is just giving up the points. So it, it, it comes down to that. If they do that, They'll be fine because everyone knows that Baker Mayfield sucks under pressure. He will throw interception. So I got the Cowboys covering.
0: All right. I I saw now before Mike goes, I saw a crazy stat about the Cowboys defense earlier that now they've been bad. They've given up a, a crap ton of yards and points, but they've actually had the most dropped passes against their defense. They've had 10 drop passes against their defense. Now, Imagine at least half of those get completed. Their defense looks way worse. Or if DK Metcalf, you know, holds on to the ball and takes one more step and he's in the end zone, that's 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 even more points that that, that the defense is giving up. But and then again, clash of styles. The Cowboys are actually the fastest-paced offense in the NFL, while the Browns are more of a methodical, grinded-out running the ball team. So big clash. Whatever team gets out to a big lead uh, is is definitely you know. Has the upper hand there, uh, stylistically. Chubb's gonna
1: kill it this week.
0: Mike, how about you? Who do you got in this one?
3: I didn't realize the Cowboys played fucking Mark Andrews this week, but uh, one of those drop fucking passes. <laughs> but I'm gonna go. This this is a very interesting line. These two are probably the two most inconsistent teams in football. Uh, I'm gonna take the Browns there. I'm gonna take the Dogs. I'm, the Browns are gonna cover the spread of four and a half.
0: All Plus right. Plus four and a half. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Browns with the points. I could see it being a field goal game. I mean, the Cowboys, the the offense is incredible. But every single week, they literally just keep, they get themselves into a hole. And then they're just trying to throw out of it, which I love because I have Amari Cooper. But even if it wasn't for a monumental collapse by the Falcons, who seem to be doing that weekly now, they would be 0-3. They'd feel how I feel, but no, they they came back. They had a, you know, a magical comeback, and, and they won. But I think the Browns cover the spread here. Our 4 o'clock game, we got Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs minus 7 against the Pats in Kansas City. Joe, who's your pick?
1: I think it's Kansas City here, minus 7 in Kansas City. Uh, Cam Newton, I mean, in the one shootout that he had, he, you know, he held his own and he looked awesome against Seattle. They ended up losing, and, and you know, in the last second on that, uh, you know, failed goal line attempt by Cam. Uh, I just think that their offense, K- uh, Casey's offense, has too much firepower, and that's actually a pretty, you know, low key, very good defense. Uh, you know, when it's all said and done, I know it's really hard betting on Belichick, but Kansas City always seems to uh, have their number, and, and I just think when it comes down to it, I think that they are going to uh, cover the spread.
0: All right, Manny. How about you?
2: Yeah, I, I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm I'm gonna go with the Pats. Um, <clears throat> like Joe said, that it's going, it's all gonna come down to the coaching, and who better not bet on than uh, Bill Belichick? Um, yeah, I do have the Kansas City Chiefs winning, but not more than a touchdown. Um, it'll come to a, a field goal. So, um, Pats.
0: Mike, I assume you're picking the Pats just because of the Pats.
3: No, I'm gonna go Casey here, man. Like Joey said, Casey's offense is too, too high power for the Pats to handle right now. Pats are missing a lot of key defensive guys this year too. I just don't think Cam Newton's gonna be able to keep up with the, uh, with the Chiefs. Uh, Casey should cover the spread.
0: Well, wow, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm rolling with the Pats getting the points. I mean, anytime you're gonna give the Pats this many points, and you know Bill Belichick's gonna find some fucking loophole. Patrick Mahomes is going to end up with fucking COVID Saturday morning or some shit like that. I mean, it'll be great for my fantasy team because I'm facing them. But, but Belichick Belichick's going to have something up his sleeve. Uh, the, the Pats are just such a savvy team. I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. I don't think they're going to be able to score with the Chiefs. So it's going to be like a very methodical, drain-the-clock type of performance. They're going to run the ball, you know, two times as many times as they uh, – as they pass it and so I'm going to take the pats with the points. I just don't see Belichick uh you know losing by such a wide margin. Our Sunday night football game, the San Francisco 49ers minus 7 against Joey's Eagles. This is in San Fran Joe. Eagles are struggling, man. Do they go O and well it'd be 0, 03 and 1, but what do you how do you see this one going?
1: Yeah, uh you know, obviously both teams are incredibly banged up right now. Um, you know, the one thing that the Eagles do well is defend the run very well. And, uh, you know, if Nick Mullins is the quarterback in this game, George Kittle will be back. We do defend the tight end pretty good. Um, I think what it comes down to is you'd see the Eagles, you know, this minus seven spread, I do think it's a bit high. Uh, when it, when it comes down to it, the Eagles, this is the kind of game that they show up for and win. Um, I don't think that they'll win this game, but I do think that they'll cover that spread of minus seven. I think it'll come down to a field goal. I don't think it's going to be, you know, that big of a blowout where they they lose by a touchdown. But I, I do think San Fran pulls this out just because they are the better team. You know, when your coach uh, decides to, uh, instead of kicking or trying to kick the game-winning field goal and decides to punt just to tie, uh, you know, they're not in a good place right now. So I like San Fran
2: to win, but I like Eagles to cover the spread. All right, Manny, how about you? I have to agree with Joseph. Uh, I feel, uh, Carson Wentz. I feel bad that he has no weapons right now. I believe there are their wide receiver one is Greg Ward. Am I correct? Greg Ward, yeah. But they, they do have Miles Sanders, though. So that that's a plus for Miles Sanders. But uh, again, I can't see San Fran losing, but I can't see Eagles losing by more than seven. Um, San Fran. I, I think Kittle will be playing this weekend, and that's the X factor for San Fran and San Fran. I mean Eagles. I mean Eagles. I'm taking <laughs> Eagles. I'm taking Eagles. <laughs> I had to really think. I got my yeah. day off. The line.
0: You don't even know what you're taking anymore, Mike. How about you? God, you're
2: pathetic. I'm gonna
3: go the Eagles here too. Uh, I think they're. I think they're gonna win the game. Uh, San Fran just fucking steamrolled the Giants last week. Um, you know, I'm all about the law of averages in gambling too. I think the Eagles are going to show up this week at the first W. Philly,
0: Philly, Well, you know, I'm, I'm taking San Fran. I think they cover the spread. I mean, the Eagles are they're they're playing atrocious. Carson Wentz, man, I feel bad. I drafted the guy, uh, but I mean, he's he looks so lost. I don't know if it's just the the lack of weapons getting to him. The fact that he finally hurts. and hurts, he, and he's no longer a virgin. I don't know what it is. I don't know if the, the drafting of Hurts. I don't know if that's in his head. He has not been the same quarterback whatsoever. I mean, this is a San Fran team that, yes, I know they just played the Giants and the Jets, but they steamrolled both of them with not even a full roster. Are we doing it now? Our final matchup is the Monday night game, which there might be two Monday night games at this rate. But we got Green Bay minus seven and a half versus Atlanta in Green Bay. Joe, who's your pick here?
1: COVID season, uh, I am going Green Bay seven and a half. I, I just don't think Atlanta has what it takes to be a good team. I think they're good for fantasy purposes, but in real life they're terrible. They have an awful defense, and if Devontae Adams is back this week, forget it. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a huge game on Monday Night Football. I think he's going to continue his revenge tour. Thank you, Michael. Um, and he's probably – I could see him – you know, it's always variable because Aaron Jones could easily rush in for three touchdowns because he does it all the time. But I can see Aaron Rodgers throwing for about 350 yards and three touchdowns this matchup and, uh, you know, having to be pretty high-scoring, fast-paced game. But I see Green Bay covering the 75 points spread rather easily.
2: (coughs) Manny, how about you? Yeah, let it ride. I got the Packers. Uh, Another coach that's on the hot seat, I believe, uh, the Falcons, the Falcons coach, uh brutal losses. That's oh my god. What's his name? Yeah, whatever. He's not gonna be irrelevant. But I got Aaron Rodgers. Let it ride. Aaron Rodgers. If Devontae Adams does play, I don't know if he they call him out this week yet or or what. But no matter what, Green Bay. I'm not gonna say Aaron Jones because I'm playing Aaron Jones this week. So Aaron Jones will have five fantasy points, but. Adam Lazard, let's go. It's be Adam Lazard show this week. Packers.
0: Mike, what about you here?
3: Uh, I think Green Bay is going to win, but I hope they're going to win by, by 7.5. I think it's going to be a Monday night showdown. They're going to both be slinging. I think Green Bay will cover the plus – I think Atlanta will cover the plus
0: 7.5. Yeah, man, I want to take Atlanta, but – I Like, this game is going to be so high-scoring. Green Bay scored, like, over 40 points, I think, every single game this year. I mean, they're the highest-scoring team in the league. Atlanta can definitely keep pace with them. I think if Julio plays, they cover the spread. If Julio doesn't play, Green Bay is just going to dog-walk them, and it's going to be, like, a miserable Monday. Luckily, I don't have anybody going against me in this game that I'm going to have to be, you know, clenched butt cheeks, hoping I can get my first win. So, yeah, I mean, I'll take – I guess my pick is uh, Julio Dependent. So that's going to be our spread picks for the week. Uh, You can follow us on uh, our Instagram page, at sloppy underscore gentlemen's underscore league. Keep an eye out for the player props. Like I said, we're we're pretty hot. I know Monday uh, I burned some people. I went 0-2 on my props. But uh, we've been uh, steadily consistent with those picks, so we'll have some out tomorrow, uh, which will be Thursday, if you're listening to the pod tonight, or today if you're listening uh, to it in the morning. And then, uh, you know, check back Sunday. Sunday's been our our big fire day for props. So for the Commish, for Joe, for Manny, and for 0-3 Mike, this has been another edition of the Commission's Corner. Thank you for tuning in to the Roast of Roger. We'll catch you next week.